Thank you for letting me know. That's better, isn't it? Everybody has a hungry heart. We actually just, in a Christian way, mimicked this uh, expression when we sang verse 3 of Away in a Manger. Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay close by me forever. And then, as if we're just unashamed, unabashed request, will you love me, God? Will you love me? When human beings... um, do uh, weird things with intimacy, it can really be destructive for for them and actually for the world around them. Think of the people uh, maybe in your own family or friends or someone you've dated or think of that person who struggles to be close. Think of that person. Usually there's a wake of heartbreak behind them in life. On the other side of that, think of a young baby. I'm thinking of my little daughter, Daphne, um, when she's nursing especially. Think of the intimacy. I mean, there is an ease about intimacy with children. Today, uh, brothers and sisters, we will realize that at Christmas, the God of the universe has in fact met our deepest need for intimacy. He's met our deepest need for intimacy. We've come together today not just to hear the word preached, but also to um, digest the living word at the altar of God, right? We will take in the bread, the body of Christ, into ourselves. And so um, this is not just an Easter meal. It's not just to remember that Jesus died for us. I want to suggest to you today that the Eucharist Something we do every Sunday, perhaps if you come to our noon Eucharist, every day is ultimately a Christmas meal. It's a Christmas meal. It doesn't have turkey in it, doesn't have ham in it, doesn't have deviled eggs, but it is the best Christmas meal. Here's what I mean to say. Christmas Day and Holy Eucharist together, here's the big idea. They give us um, three ways in which God is... Uh, intimate with us. First, God is with us. We, we call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. But he's not just with us, he's actually for us. And we'll see that in just a moment. Thirdly, God is in us. God is with us. God is for us. God is in us. I actually brought a prop with me and I left it at the pulpit. So I'm going to go get it and then I'll come back to the microphone, okay? We, we good? First of all, let's talk about God with us. This is a host. You'll see this in just a moment as we celebrate the mysteries. God is with us. In the Eucharistic prayer, the priest prays a blessing that God would do something absolutely crazy, that God would take up residence in this physical thing. In this physical piece of creation, it's just normal table food, right? Bread and wine. It's like the most common of meals. I would like to add some cheese to that, but bread and wine, is, that's a good basic meal. And the priest says, 
God will you, and you'll even see, he, he makes a sign of the cross over these physical things, over the bread and wine. And he says, God, will you, basically, will you set these things apart to not just be normal creation, but to suddenly be filled with divinity? That's what he prays. That's what we believe, that Jesus is, becomes really present in these physical, normal table things. Uh, Listen to St. Athanasius on the Incarnation. He says it this way. The Lord did not come to make a display. He came to heal and to teach suffering men. For one who wanted to make a display, the thing would have just been to appear and dazzle us. Instead, God actually came down in a way that we could recognize him. Not in the sun or the moon or some mountain. He didn't take up residence in the ocean water. Instead, he took up residence in a human body. And he will take up residence again today in this physical representation of his creation. Dietrich Bonhoeffer says it this way, At Christmas, God became man even as we are men. And in Christ's humanity and in his lowliness, we are therefore, here's the catch, we are therefore able, Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, to recognize him in our own form. He's become like a man so that we could become like him. So friends, the first message of Christmas is that God is with us. He is with his creation, not in some far off distant way, but in a way that we can recognize him. And so at Eucharist, this Christmas meal, we remember that, just like at Christmas. Here's the second truth. At Christmas, God is not just with us. He is for us. He is for us. God does more than just come to be recognized by humanity. In the Eucharistic prayer, in just a moment, near the end, the priest will do this. He will break the bread. Just like Jesus would be broken for us on the cross. By the way, this breaking of the bread is in our earliest Christian prayers of Eucharist. We find it in church history all the way back in the beginning. In this action, we remember that God did not just come to be, look, adored by us. He came to be completely broken for us. And so God, at at Christmas, we we remember he's not just with us, he's for us. We say this in the Nicene Creed, for us and what? For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. In a sense, there is no such thing as Christmas without Easter or Easter without Christmas. We show up today and we celebrate the birth of Jesus, but really the end game of God on Christmas Day is Holy Week and Easter when he will be broken for us. St. Athanasius would say, again, he would say, listen, the reason that God had to take up a human body is so that that body could be given up in death. A star can't die. A moon can't die. A mountain can't die. Not in the same way that one of us human beings can die for all the rest. So God came to be with us and God came to be for us. We see it in the Eucharist and then we celebrate it at Christmas. But there's one more step. 
God came to be not just with us and for us, but in us. And so, in perhaps the climactic moment of the Eucharistic celebration, we do it every week, of course, is that we take and eat the body of Christ. I hope that every time you do this, it sounds as strange as you might expect, that you would eat the body of Christ. Are we cannibals? It's scandalous that we even presume to say something like we would take divinity into our own bodies. But friends, is not this what Mary has done? And this is why Mary is venerated all through the church and has been from the earliest days of the church. She is our example. She takes Jesus into herself and the the, the living, holy God, the eternal word, as we just read in John's gospel, is formed inside of Mary. Our vocations will not be to bear the living son of God in a physical way. Only one person has done that. Her name was Mary. Nevertheless, we are called to allow Jesus to be formed inside of us, in our personalities, in our gifts, in our desires. We sing this in the hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Remember these lines? O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, listen to this, be born in us today. Be born in us today. So at Christmas and and in Eucharist, God is with us and God is for us. And believe it or not, God is in us. Again, sort of staying with this this idea of, of this picture of Mary, and we'll close with this. Remember, as Mary was obedient to God and took Jesus into herself, and he was formed in her, it wasn't just so Mary and Joseph could have a fun family. It was for the blessing of the whole world. So today at Christmas, when we come to this great Christmas feast, and we feel and we remember and we hear, and then we get to taste and smell and touch the reality that God's intimacy with us for us and in us has met our deepest human longing. We don't just keep it for ourselves. We go out into the world with Christmas inside of us to bless the world. Amen and amen.